Cynic Empowerment. All right. Welcome, everyone. This is Cynic Empowerment. My name is Jimmy Horn. And I'm Tim Carpenter. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. Oof. We have got a complicated episode here. Lots of information. Most of it true, of course. Definitely, yes. So this this was a kind of difficult episode to research on because the subjects with which we were trying to research aren't exactly the honest types. They they hide with cloak and dagger in shadows and aren't aren't the kind of people that just come out and say how they're really feeling. And I think you know, Tim, what community we're talking about. According to you, maybe, but as for us, the worshippers of our Lord and Savior Keck, we uh, oh God. We believe differently. God damn you. <laughs> We're talking about the internet today. Now, that's a big old topic. Uh, lots of stuff go into this one. So we're going to focus on, uh, as we do, uh, a couple of the more negative aspects of how internet cultures can surface, how they can proliferate, uh, and how they can justify their cruelty. Absolutely. So a lot of that can be summed up into one word, which is the troll. The troll. Yes. And I did uh, some research on the troll uh, just to try to figure out like where this term came about. And apparently Mm -hmm. it's basically been around since the advent of the internet. Internet. So are you familiar with something called Usenet, Tim, by any chance? Uh, vaguely. Remind me, Jimmy. So Usenet is more or less like a proto-internet, like the proto-internet forum. I'm from, I think, I'm not even entirely sure if you use the internet to use Usenet or if it was like just a collection of computers where in- information could be directly distributed between them. Uh, okay. Either way, this is like very, uh, this is very proto-internet where uh, uh, there was these things called news groups where information was spread between communities. But even okay. then, uh, individuals would do things such as like uh, pose as naive individuals asking stupid questions just to okay. provoke someone to waste their time to explain ah. things to them. And it's a situation where if you don't fall for the joke, then you're in on it, where uh, individuals were you know, just motivated for what, the, what most trolls were referred to as the lols, which the is L-U-L-Z. Not, not to be confused with LOL, which obviously means laugh out loud. And so basically, uh, these individuals were just there to try to, I don't know, waste someone's time and would get enjoyment out of it. Well, why trolls, though? Like, what what relationship does this have to, say, like, the, the bridge-dwelling kind of monsters that... I, I, I don't get it. Like, well, what's what's the relationship? I, I don't know if there's, like, necessarily, like, a direct relationship, except for, like, if you, like, think about, like, what a troll is and does, like, a, like a medieval troll lives on a bridge is a gross, disgusting human being that doesn't really exist to, like, add any value to society. Like, they just okay. live underneath a bridge, and then they'll either eat you, kill you, or ask you for money to cross the bridge. There's not really they're not adding any substance to anything, which I think oh. is really similar to like an internet troll. It makes yeah, it makes total sense. They're just trying to slow down the 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 pace of, of progress. They they they're like uh, really shitty highwaymen. Exactly. They, 
they live underneath the bridge. So if you go fast enough and you just ignore them and you don't feed the trolls, exactly, then you can get to where you're going faster. Yeah. So, and that's something we can also talk about as well. Is that if people would do things uh, such as not acknowledge these trolls exist, mm-hmm. uh, then then there's nothing in it for them because they're basically just just uh, patrons of chaos. They're just trying to spread as much chaos as like near and far as they possibly can. And I've got a list of different categories of trolls somewhere in my stuff here. So let me find that <laughs> real quick. There are categories? There are categories. There are multiple categories, but I have way too many links up. So so what's the difference between, uh, say, I don't know, uh, oration for the sake of speaking and trolling? Like uh, like rhetoric as it relates to trolling, because these two these two things seem to be you know coinciding to some degree. Wait, uh, what seems to be coinciding with what? Uh, people that like to hear themselves talk and people who are likely going to be trolls. So the community itself would say there are good trolls and there's like bad trolls, right? Uh, so okay. what's interesting is so 4chan, which we're going to get into later. Is mm-hmm. one of the communities that we I looked into a lot, and they're a self-correcting um, uh, uh, community yeah. that you know evolves and changes over time. But like uh-huh. within it, there's a lot of you know people that think like they're real four channers and not real four channers and real trolls and not real trolls. And so if you go into a website like Encyclopedia Dramatica, you can kind of get like a better idea of what this community like sees as like a real troll and a bad troll. And so like a bad troll is an individual who's just going to like go into a, uh, a different online community. I don't know, Reddit, YouTube comments, wherever, and just like start spouting like racist uh, or um, misogynist kind of things just to offend people, uh, shitposting, oh. if you will. Yeah, that's shitlord. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so you got that. But then a good troll is someone that is not easily detected as a troll at first and learns about the community and it, it and kind of uh, breaks into it in a way and then creates a what we'll call as a flame war, which is essentially where you just have everyone on an online site or medium just destroying each other because that the individuals that are, you know, fighting over this individual's claims that is a troll does not realize that he's a troll and doesn't realize that you just need to ignore him and you'll be better off. And so I, I finally found my list of uh, of different kinds of trolls here, if, if you're ready for that. Oh, let's hear it. So we have haters, which is one of the more common flavors of troll. These guys will be found <laughs> on YouTube and other content-sharing websites, often tearing the shit out of vloggers, attention whores, whiny crybabies, stupid kids, talentless hacks, and other internet heroes. And these aren't my words. These are all from Encyclopedia Dramatica, which um, I don't... Uh, highly recommend people go to it's got a lot of awful language and other things but if you're curious about learning about trolls it's a great place now (laughs) on the front page of that website it says welcome to encyclopedia dramatica in lols we trust yeah so that gives you any idea about where this information's coming from exactly like we're we're basically inside the head of trolls right now yep so so the next kind of troll is a griefers as uh the haters mm-hmm. on youtube the griefers are present in most video games spamming the in-game chat window rule breaking team killing camping spawn killing and hacking are some yep. of the preferred means of trolling online gaming community yep 
So I, I've actually been accused of being a griefer myself. Yeah. I'm sorry. What did you do? I did it. So I play a card game called Magic the Gathering. And uh, within this game, you can put together uh, you know, your, your own strategy, so to speak. Uh, and people that will put together a strategy that doesn't necessarily intend to win, but just intends to slow the game down or make it hard for other players to do what they want to do are, are sometimes called griefers. So I love doing that because Wait, the tears like of my opponents are tasty and I, I want to be able to slurp them up with a straw. You're a card game troll. You are a troll. Don't you don't 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 play coy and act like you don't understand why trolls behave the uh, way they do. What you what just do you, mean? you just it's... perfectly describe the entire like like what you describe is the entire ethos of trolls and why they exist. We're we're in uh we're doing a little meta theater here, Jimmy. You know, you're right? a monster. Isn't, isn't this what this is all about? You play those <laughs> oh. destroy land decks, don't you? Yes, yes! I hate you. You're, you're why I don't play Magic <laughs> Gathering. Uh, okay. I'm doing it for you, Jimmy. <laughs> and also, the word... Yeah. I don't know how else to say this, so I'm just going to say... there's a lot, I should have done this before we started getting into these websites. Is There's a lot of like awful language that I don't use in my day-to-day -day life. And I'm going to try to use it as limited as possible while presenting the resources that I'm reading. But so I'm not. It's <laughs> a family friendly uh, podcast. We're not a, we're not a family friendly podcast, but this website is so fucked up. Like I feel okay saying fuck, but I don't feel okay saying some of these other words. Like I'm not going to say the N word, which is very prolific all over this website and 4chan. Narcissist. I, I will occasionally like say fag in quotes just because it's said a lot. So just know that whenever I say that, it's in quotes and I'm not actually trying to be mean to any particular community. Okay. So it just rolls off the tongue. Not for me. So <laughs> next next description is perverts. Not to be confused with fur fags, which apparently is another group of trolls and <laughs> actual sick fucks which is another group of not trolls and that has like a like a, a a hyperlink that i could click to and read of what a sick fuck is if i wanted to like everything has its own unique description on this website but these freaks stalk anonymous chat websites like omega and often post images of dicks sex unsuspecting strangers or groom young girls with the intent to creep them the fuck out or maybe they are just that perverted in the latter case, ignore this section as if it never existed. So even when you're reading the descriptions on some of these trolls, there seems to be some kind of like preference to certain kinds of trolls over others. Like obviously, whatever troll made this article does not favor perverts and think they're a very low bar version of trolls. They're just like, these people don't deserve to exist. Yeah, but, agreed. Because it, it takes no thought to just like find a, a dick pic and post it onto a random forum. Right. And so another troll we have is the religious fundamentalist. This troll will pose as a religious nut from one of the big three <laughs> demographics and will spew forth whatever religious nonsense sounds good and wrap yes. it up with some verses from the Bible, Quran, Predentopedia, or whatever commonly huh. found posting on atheist, religious, moderate forums, videos, and other such outlets. Wow. Okay, so yeah, just in an effort to further convolute this misinterpreted information. Yep, make it even more like, this, yeah, there's things that yeah. people argue about when there's not a troll involved for hours on end, just make it more confusing for everyone. Um, yeah, like the, the possibility that if a YouTube comment section goes on long enough, eventually you're going to get to the Holocaust. 
Like yeah. there's going to be some talk of Hitler in there somewhere because it's you know it's it's so inflammatory. Like everybody can find something to get upset about it. So if you want to start a flame war, just bring up topics that right. people feel strongly about. Exactly. Uh, and so next we have the grammar Nazis. These guys get off to making dyslexic imbeciles, pretentious Ooh. assholes, and uh, God dang it, I don't like Americans rage by pointing out <laughs> their poor grammar. They can be found anywhere. There's a comment section or chat. Do not confuse them with actual pendants. Um, yeah, that one's pretty self-explanatory. Um, yep. th- then we have mm-hmm. sad fucks. These losers are obsessed with trolling to the point that is no longer a pastime, and they themselves become butthurt crybabies that are easily trolled. Try to avoid oh. becoming one of these air quotes cunts. So, so if you if you try to troll hard enough, eventually you recognize the futility of the own situation or of your own situation, and you end up trolling yourself. That that is that is uh, so trolls trolling trolls is is a, a, another oh. whole article on the Encyclopedia Dramatica where they talk about like how it is possible for a troll to troll a troll without realizing <laughs> that it's happening uh, because they're trolling so hard. You also That's have tough. things like chronic troll syndrome. Which yeah. is also otherwise known as anti-personality disorder. And this is one of the, the telltelling signs when I started to realize that Encyclopedia Dramatica was self-aware. Uh, <laughs> where it's not just, you know, people being awful for awful sake. It's people being awful to cause chaos, but also realizing there are some lines and limits. So with their, within the definition of chronic troll syndrome, they, they say that it's otherwise known as antisocial personality disorder, which is a real mental illness. And it's basically telling you, like, hey, like, if you're if you're trolling too much online and you can't tell the difference between life and reality, why don't you try taking your trolling to the real world where you'll call a black person the N-word and they'll beat the crap out of you. And then maybe you'll learn your lesson. And then it just, <laughs> like, gives all these other examples. Like, maybe you'll start referring to all your gay friends in real life as fags and they won't want to be your friend anymore. And then you won't have any friends. And it's like, keeps, like, escalating the situation of explaining, like, why trolling... Mm. Uh, to a certain extent, is just no longer uh, fun or ha- has any real purpose or meaning. And so it's like, okay. That is one of the most annoying things in the world, though, to, to have somebody explain something to you in a very basic and condescending way when it's obvious that you already understand it. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, if you took – of course, if you remove the all-important aspect of anonymity and trolling and you tried to apply that in a real-life situation – it wouldn't. It wouldn't go your way. I mean, depending on what your way actually is, I, I don't know what to what end most of these people are trolling to begin with. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't really seem to make a whole lot of sense, other than just like ah, I'm getting a rise out of somebody, which means I controlled them for a second and I have dominion over them, or I don't know. I some. I don't know. You say you don't understand it, but you seem like you understand the concept pretty well in terms of Magic the Gathering, so... I, well, I don't know, man, because like if, if I don't understand for long enough and I can eventually draw us down this rabbit hole of, of not understanding things, then you know perhaps we're, we're closer to being trolls than we originally thought to begin with, are you, Jimmy. Are you trolling me right now, Tim? What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, and so our last person on the list of different variations of trolls is going to be the shit poster these guys have a small attention span and usually just spam copy pastas or try to mind fuck people plenty of noobs online are gullible enough to take the bait though and often write a tldr butthurt reply to an obvious troll 
prompting the ship poster to copy the noob's message and repeat it to them, turning it into a micro-meme. Ship posting it to another random victim, victim who will repeat the process again or some shit. And so, obviously, it doesn't even seem like they're very impressed with that kind of trolling either. But those are just uh, some of the, the different variations of trolls. Speaking of uh, TLDR... For all of you out there that would like to comment on any of our information that we are giving you on our podcasts, please, please, please respond to us on our Facebook page, on our email. We'll give you the information later. We want to know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, and eventually we're going to make a, a an episode that contains all of these things. Please, nothing is too long for us not to read, so please send it to us. We will. We'll give you your podium. Sorry, I'm Jimmy. For that. No, you're good. Uh, as I was researching trolls, I feel like it's impossible to research trolls for very long without coming in contact with 4chan. And I've created a guideline of the history of 4chan. So to give us a little backstory and understanding of this website and why it was founded and why it exists the way it does today. Okay. So 4chan was founded between October 1st, 2003 and June 20th, 2004, by a person named Christopher Poole, but more uh, uh, likely to be known as Moot, which was his online personality. And okay. so what made 4chan unique is it was an anonymous uh, image board for the English world because anonymous image boards were popular in Japan where people were afraid that they had an account affiliated with their online personalities that they could be punished for it in one way or another. But we never really had, I guess, with our freedom of speech or whatever in the West to have one of these kinds of boards. And so he brought a unique experience for people uh, as opposed to their other options on forums and such at this time. Unfortunately, uh, on so, that, so it was founded October 1st, 2003. On June 20th, 2004, the, his PayPal account got frozen and his account got suspended for the fourth time. And like uh, 4chan what? shut down for the fourth time. So like with only within like a year... It seemed like 4chan just wasn't meant to be. But then... What, what, what trouble did he get into? He just... Uh, I don't know if, like, people... If he just... His hosting's got... I don't know. It doesn't really explain why his hosting's got suspended. Maybe the, the content that he had on the website, the the uh, web providers didn't want to support it. I don't know if that would have been could, an issue. It would have been some gross shit. Like, if he's trying to do it anonymously, it could have been, like, like s snuff porn or, like, I don't know. Yeah. Illegal stuff. No, there's definitely been lots of issues with 4chan, such as like child pornography and like other things on its website due to the anonymity yep. of it. So it might, it could have been any number of things. That information wasn't given to me on the article that I was looking at. But what we do know is his account got uh, frozen and then it, uh, 4chan got shut down four separate times. But then on yep. August 7th, 2004, Moot does the impossible and restores 4chan. And this time, he's backed by Team 4chan, which is a task force of janitors and moderators, including personalities like WT Snacks and She. And so moderators, you know, are there to help make sure that there's no illegal content on the website. And janitors aren't, don't have admin privileges, but they somehow also help with this process as well. And... Okay. With its timely return in an era where, so there's this other website called Something Awful, where people that uh, were a lot of the early 4chan users uh, originally came from. And apparently uh, the admin of that website, this guy named Low Tax, he was leading this crusade of banning anyone that mentioned 4chan 
on uh, his website, Something Awful. And so ultimately, uh, this made a lot of people migrate from uh, Something Awful to 4chan. This is where a lot of their their user base uh, came from. And apparently, uh, many of the cultural tenets of 4chan were formed during this period. And many people see this as one of the greatest times of 4chan, even though it's like an only a year into its creation. So it worked in reverse. So the, the people who were trying to censor or suppress this uh, opportunity to anonymously post images uh, were thereby driving people towards that. When, yes. Whenever they, they tried to like not mention it or ban people for mentioning it or whatever. It's like, oh, it must be good. It's like that forbidden fruit. Exactly. Right? Well, and so in low taxes defense, part of the reason why he didn't like 4chan and part of the reason why he was uh, – uh, slamming the ban hammer on a lot of his users is on his website like uh, posters users were posting more and more images of younger and younger anime girls onto his website and oh, yeah. so that was kind of his retaliation was against these what were going to become 4chan users and then so 4chan became the the darker place to go i guess where the, there was yeah more things where you're allowed to do yeah Nothing is forbidden. Exactly. It's accepted. And so oh. this led to uh, B-Day. And so on uh, 4chan, there's different threads. Uh, the most, uh, I would say, prolific and well-known one is B. It's like forward slash B, which stands for random. And so that's where a lot of the internet culture that we get from 4chan uh, came from. But on yep. B-Day, August 22nd, 2006, Moot, the uh, creator of 4chan, creates a sticky thread that imposes much tighter rules on the free-willing Anons. Anons are users on uh, 4chan of B, banning much-cherished traditions of jailbait and raids. Uh, and so jailbait is obviously jailbait. <laughs> and then <laughs> raids is when you take a, a group of people, they'll like go into a thread. A lot of times they'll they'll raid themselves on 4chan. Will they go into like a different section of 4chan that isn't B, like TV or V or some other one, and just like post so much shit that the actual users of that particular thread can't use it because so many images are being thrown in there that you can't keep track of what's going in and going out. So a lot of stuff gets buried. Oh, it's like every conversation I've ever had with some of my unnamed family members. Exactly. And so this resulted in a B-Day mass riot by Anons against the new rules. Even a few of the moderators joined in to, cause, to the cause by deleting the thread, which kept being remade and constantly stickied and unstickied. Eventually, B-Tards, which is people that use the <laughs> B-Thread. This isn't me t speaking. This is what they're referred to. This is their, oh, what, this is is their language. Words. These are Jimmy's words. These, not my words. Began <laughs> to leave 4chan for dead and abandoned in mass as a declaration of independence written by exemplar B-tard Captain Cornflake. <laughs> he establishes Anonymous as a separate group with its home anywhere but 4chan. And this is the exact same Anonymous that we know of today as the Hacktivist group. It was founded on 4chan. Hacktivists. Are you familiar with the term hacktivist? Uh, I, I would assume that it is a group of hacking activists. Yeah. Hence the conjunctive word that go around and try to do good on exactly. the internet. Well, and are you familiar with uh, – you're, you're familiar with Anonymous, right? Uh, as in the organization? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that, that, that's these people. Okay, so uh, well, do you, do you know any – do you have any background on Anonymous? Yes. Because that's – Yes, absolutely. So, okay, so basically early Anonymous weren't the hacktivists that we know them as today. Early Anonymous were trolls. 
They literally existed just to troll people. And I didn't know about this because I guess I was too young at the time to care. But they did some, like, stupid fucked up shit. Like, they called in, like, these bomb threats on seven different NFL stadiums. That's something that they did, uh, which got them a lot of uh media attention obviously and then there there, and also there was like a fox special where they just like talked about all the awful things they did there was like some uh individual that they uh made death threats to they knew their phone number and they were like making calls and uh they interviewed them on the show and so that that's what uh early anonymous did air quotes for the laws they were all about for the laws Mm -hmm. but they also um so they're a decentralized group, uh, and I, I think that they, they they use things like memes and symbolism in order to kind of organize themselves. Mm-hmm. And one of the most popular symbols for the group Anonymous is the Guy Fox mask. Absolutely. Yeah, we've we've discussed uh, V for Vendetta a little bit in one of our previous episodes, so go check that out. That's the, the Watchmen episode, Dr. Manhattan and Superman. These guys believe that they are re- reacting— in a way, which is exactly what Guy Fox did. You know, he was he was uh, the the vengeance on uh, a lot of the atrocities that were going on in his particular day. So I think they've really latched onto that mentality that they are kind of these these police uh, whose job it is to go in and and right wrongs. Well, what's interesting is that so the more hacktivist aspect of anonymous came around in 2010 and the and from reading some of the things on the encyclopedia dramatica it seems like some of the channers people that use 4chan don't like the direction that anonymous has gone into they see them as these are these aren't my words these aren't my words but they see them as like care bears i guess would be someone they would use um i thought someone used the term hug box because they're going in and trying to right wrongs where previously they were just trying to cause chaos, which I guess all trolls care about is chaos. But you talking about Guy Fox perfectly leads me to my next segment. So on March 21st, 2006, the V for Vendetta meme peaked when a user parried, parried, oh God, I can't talk, parodied a speech by V containing almost nothing but words starting with the letter, letter B. So this was his, like, V for Vendetta speech, but for the, the B section I was talking about earlier for, for 4chan, and I'm going to read it to you yes. for you now. Yes, yes, All right. Yes. <laughs> remember, remember, the cocks of November. Bam to behold a public bulletin board built of both brilliance and barbarity by bastards with boners. This bastion, <laughs> no mere bulwark of boredom, is a brutal barrage of blistering bullshit, barely benevolent, but behind the bigotry and boobs, beyond the <laughs> bitter broadcast of bragging buffoons, here be the body politic, a brotherhood of blasphemy, blessed <laughs> with more balls than brains, battling the bland, the bogus, the benign, bedlam? Bring it on, but I babble. Better to be brief. You may call me B. Nice. Well well said. Well spoken. Oh, man, that's some quality stuff right there. Yeah. See, that's just an example of the quality. If you get enough bored people in one faction of the internet, what will be created? Mm. So, so what came after this period of time was the internet hate machine. So this is the, the same period of time that the NFL uh, stadium bomb threats happened, along with a lot of other awful things. And so immediately following B-Day, 
which was what we talked about earlier when Moot was trying to swing the band hammer and bring more regulations to uh, 4chan. A new atmosphere of pure chaos sets over 4chan. Beatards are at their highest. Anything can happen, and it's going to be epic. Other On the other side, having to deal with not one but many iterations of B, the Internet's population began to consider 4chan as one of the worst places of its realm or on the Internet in general. Okay. So that's when we start thinking of just like, hey, you want to see some awful fucked up shit? Go to 4chan. And so also with all this media attention, a lot of uh, new users start going to 4chan where they're just trying to be as edgy as possible. So they're just like posting like the most gory awful things they can on there you know decapitation videos from like the middle east and just awful 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 stuff um so then we have the endless summer uh it's the summer of 2007 the endless summer of 2007 prompted by the site's reputation 4chan growth takes tremendous hikes and it's thrown off balance many traditions become meaningless as the mere size of b can purge threads in mere minutes unable to take in the amount of newbies b-tards turn on each other failing to make b good many things are lost and simply forgotten while the board reaches new heights of influence on the internet so that's kind of what I was talking about where they're, like they don't, they're not even being raided anymore. There's just so many users that it feels like a raid where there's so much content. People can't actually enjoy it. And then you have the old guard like just making posts complaining about the new guard and the new guard is just posting stuff that isn't that people don't think is quality. So it's just a lot of chaos there. Yeah, uh, that's uh, that kind of brings me to, to one of the uh, uh, one of the interesting allegories of Plato's Republic. H- have you ever have you ever read the Republic or nope? I, I, I'm at, I've heard people quote uh, it and stuff, but no. So in, in book two, he discusses an allegory about the Ring of Gyges. Okay. Uh, which I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Right. It's uh, G Y G E S. So uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but this ring allows the wearer to become invisible when they twerk it on their finger, right? Or the so by being invisible, uh, in the, the premise as it was stated, uh, does that cause someone who would normally be intelligent and rationally minded, uh, a decision-making person, to become immoral as a result of not being able to be held accountable for what they do? Uh, oh. and, and in this particular instance... Uh, Gyges is actually uh, a servant to the former king. <laughs> and I say former king because when he acquires the ring, he ends up killing the king. And, you know, and this there's a little bit to de- uh, debate as to which happened because there, there are multiple uh, mythological narratives to the story. He ends up either raping the queen or at the very least uh, marrying her. We see that in this particular instance, uh, Gyges was not positively affected or was not positively affecting the world around him <laughs> uh, through the use of – through the lack of accountability that the ring granted him. Uh, but in relation to what you were just talking about, mm-hmm. uh, Plato's response, because this you know, this was a conversation between him and his brother Glaucon, uh, he ultimately says that uh, Gyges fell prey to his own impulses. Because it allowed him to do whatever he wanted, he he just delved into it so deeply that he couldn't get himself out of the messes that he creates. So if you have the ability to do whatever you want all the time, 
does that mean that you're ever going to do something that you don't want to do? And if that's the case and you don't necessarily have the realization that doing those bad things is actually bad for you as well as the people that you're doing it against, you know, you're, you're going to be caught in this, this tar pit, so to speak. So these people on 4chan uh, who are just shitposting left and right are eventually going to get some shit on themselves to the degree that maybe they're not going to be able to tell themselves apart from this monstrosity they've created. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah. You no, know, I think that's a really good analogy to describe kind of what's happening here where, I mean, and also it's anonymous. So it, it's, it, yep. there's no way to really like know who is actually a new person or an old person. Right. Yep. So for the most part, it's just a lot of people just like yelling in each other's ears of just like, you must be a new person. You suck. And then like, yeah. you know, then uh, whether or not they were new or old or whatever. So it's just a lot of crybabies. Uh, so th this period is also referred to as uh, the cancer that killed B. And there's an <laughs> entire article on it in Encyclopedia Dramatica describing these events. Okay. Uh, in mass detail, but we I would we would be here all day if I had to read every definition they put on Encyclopedia Dramatica because oh, it's a lot. It's a yeah. lot. So right. after the uh, the uh, endless summer, we have the intensification. This is from 2007 2009, and this age was an era where 4chan became the focal point of the internet and even uh, popular culture. In the same manner as two channel in Japan, so two channel in Japan is basically four chan, but for the Japanese. Uh, so basically, it's just, just basically stating that this became a focal point for the internet. Yeah, this is like where a lot of uh, memes and quality internet things are 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 happening. The only issue here is that because of the large amount of uh, popularity, uh, four pay four four chan had to pay a huge cost uh, culturally and financially due to severe overpopulation. Uh, B became incomprehensible. Admins fell into disarray. They couldn't keep up with all the content. Even Moot would grow to hate the site that put him in debt. 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 Uh, <laughs> Moot was unable to pay server bills, which required him to take out loans to keep the site alive. And there was running rumors uh, claiming that 4chan had a uh, debt of $20,000. So this is just supposed to be like a fun message board website yeah. that this guy is like going into debt to keep up because he doesn't want to put ads on it. It was like all uh, donation based at the that's time. Cool. Yeah, that's a, that's a grassroots effort right there. Exactly. A grassroots <laughs> effort for young anime girl porn and uh, other porn and... You know what? Anti-semi-resentment. Whatever, whatever it is that gets you going, whatever it is that excites you in life, be passionate about it and so. chase it relentlessly. Uh, <laughs> I, I like I did visit 4chan prior to doing this episode to see if like maybe I could get like some quality like things to like quote to give people an idea of what 4chan's like I've never been there and I there's none of it that I was like okay with reading aloud so I was just like nope not even gonna no nah, this if you really want to check it out you can go there yourself but eh, no nope, not interested so the next section we have here is the insurgency which kind of overlaps with the intensification this is 2006 2009 and insurgency is the forward slash i section like we had the force forward slash b this is forward slash i which is kind of a rating community so refuge refugees from b create a community of competing anonymous image boards so other websites as well like 7chan 420chan 88chan 711chan 
dedicated to raids all day, every day. LulzNet, RaidChan, PartyVan Network, uh, and Insurgency Wiki becomes prominent. The Encyclopedia Dramatica, which I got a lot of my information from, also functions as a rallying point as well as a massive living record of their achievements. So I guess more raid culture is a good synopsis for that part. We got the Homecoming, which is from 2009 to 2011. This is a period of relative peace when many cultural changes happen to 4chan. Anonymous becomes completely separate entity, as we know it today as the hacktivist group. Uh, the hobby boards evolve and begin the process of overtaking B in importance. So basically other sections of... Uh, 4chan are becoming more important to their own communities as opposed to everyone just hanging out on B all day. Got uh, the the bronies invasion of B. It was an inconceivable that that any earthly force could possibly phase or hinder B, and yet 4chan was brought to its knees by the most unexpected group of all. So basically, the bronies <laughs> raided B, so where no one could do anything for like an entire summer of 2011. And then on top of that, uh, Time's Most influ Influential Person of the Year raid. So basically, hackers and B-tards uh, kept submitting Moot's name uh, for Time's Most Influential Person of the Year. And they more or less won. But then I think Time's were like, no, we, we, we can't yeah, have can't this person. So they went and picked someone else. Because it's not a real person. You know, it, it's, a, it's an internet personality. It's someone yeah. who has become something totally different from their actual... Uh, offline persona. Yeah, like, you you can't like these two things aren't aren't necessarily comparable or they're not equivocal. Like no, like it, who you who you choose to be online or especially anonymously is certainly not who you are in real life. Right, it's that like would, uh, yeah. it's like playing an RPG, right? Like you you, you become the person that you want to be and not the person who you actually are. Yeah, I mean, that'd be like if they voted, like, Spongebob Squarepants for the person of the year. It's like, that's right. not actually Kenny, whatever the guy's name that does his voice. That's different. Yeah, uh, precisely. Uh, but you were talking a little bit about, uh, you know, naming Moot as being a, you know, person of the year, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, have you ever heard of doxing? Doxing. Is that basically yeah. where you, you you send so much information on a website it doesn't work? Or no, it's a DDoS attack. Wait, what's doxing? Yeah, and so doxing is short for, for like, documenting. Uh, and it is a way for a lot of these hacktivist groups to attack people without necessarily doing anything other than providing personal information. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it, this has actually had a lot of negative effects, and I would encourage anybody to look it up. But uh, Reddit in particular has had to crack down on doxing multiple times because members will frequently identify incorrect peoples. Mm -hmm. because I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is about any message board or Reddit in particular. I, I am a fan of Reddit. I go on there frequently. It's very, in, uh, you know, it's very informative in some aspects. Some communities are very passionate about what they believe in, yada, yada, yada. Uh, but I think that they also take the moral high road far too often. And they believe that through their cumulative effort, they'll be able to, you know, through their sleuthful skills, be able to get to the bottom of any mystery. <laughs> Yeah. I've, I've got a, a really great story about combined effort that I want to get into as soon as I'm done with the, the timeline here. Just because I feel like if I get, step away from this timeline, I'm going to completely forget where I'm at. Let's knock it out. What, so what, okay. what comes next so, in this? So we got, we got three sections left. So next part, we have the re reactionary area, which yep. era, which is uh, February 2012, 2014. Uh, so the internet, uh, super mainstream, 4chan saw its population shift 
uh, into insert topic discussions. Mm -hmm. Users became increasingly reactionary and hostile towards outsiders and generally intolerant of things they didn't like. During this time, B becomes less powerful and we start to see more interaction from the poll and V communities. Poll for politically incorrect and V for video games. Uh, yeah. One of the greatest legacies of this age is the sheer amount of content and uh, projects created by four channers mm -hmm. and so yeah that's that's what's significant about that era and then we have the breaking point <laughs> of 2014 this okay. is a series of crippling scandals uh, that rocks 4chan and the rest of the internet forcing public and legal pressure against the website from the general public the media legions of celebrity funded lawyers the fbi and even its own anons so we had gamers gate are you familiar with gamers gate uh, remind me. So basically, there's this uh, female gamer person that, I, if I remember correctly, that was like being like harassed on the internet for being a woman and a gamer. Maybe she said some things <laughs> that like the misogynist, you know, online community didn't like, or accusing. I, I I can't remember all the fuzzy details, but her name was uh, Zoe Quinn. If anyone wants to look more into her, and more or less, she blamed uh, the V group on 4chan for causing her misery and being the people that were tormenting her. So that's mm -hmm. one of the the, the big uh, things that happened during this time that got them a lot of negative media attention. And then there was also the fappening of, of, of August 30th, <laughs> 2014 to September 2014, where a celebrity nude trader decides to dump his whole stash on B after being scammed for the last time. The entire hacker complex behind it declares the industry dead and one of the biggest storms to ever brace 4chan ensues. So you have all these famous celebrities with their naked pictures on this very specific website. So that's where a lot of the uh, legal pressures from uh, celebrity-funded lawyers starts happening. Okay. Um, and then we have the moot point. Uh, January 21st, 2015 to September 21st, 2015. And this is where moot basically says goodbye to 4chan. You know, he's... He's had enough. He's been the uh, moderator, the head honcho admin for 11 and a half years. What? And he... he not moderator. What the hell was he doing the whole time? <laughs> With a place as awful and foul as 4chan, like while, like... Yeah. Like he did the best he could of what he had. So, uh, <laughs> no, seriously. Like, like he did, you know, he tried to keep, oh you know, gosh. child pornography off of there. Uh, and like other like stuff like that. He had moderators. It's kind of like sending a, a mall cop into a war zone in the Middle East. Basically, like, yeah. You don't. You, you got a flashlight, and if you need help, call somebody. Like, I mean, he he did. I mean, I I told you about how he tried to like bring about like stronger rules and regulations, and they kept like deleting his thread over and over again. He, and even his own moderators turned against him and deleted his thread because they didn't like him enforcing more rules. I, I mean, like he had a job that I don't think anyone of weaker will could have lasted for yeah. 11 and a half years and gone into debt for it. Just like think yeah. of all the bullshit he had to deal with. Um, so he like handed it over to three of his senior moderators and then ultimately ended up selling the, uh, the web domain to this Japanese individual named... Hiroyuki uh, Nishimura, uh, Nishimura, uh, okay. and so he's he's been the admin ever since, and that's September twenty first, twenty fifteen, and so that's basically the guideline uh, history of 4chan in a very brief way. There's a lot of little different weird cultural wars and things that have happened on the website and elsewhere due to this community, but that's just kind of the the shortened, condensed version of it. Okay. So if we want to talk about specifically like trolls working together for a common cause, 
Are you familiar with the 4chan trolling of Shia LaBeouf? Uh, like his, the motivational video where he yells do it over and over again? Nope. Are you familiar with his, uh, so Shia LaBeouf, you know, sees himself as an artist. Yeah. And he had this, this, um, what do you call like a art piece that isn't like real art? That's installment piece, I guess. Is that installment art? I, like, not avant-garde. Sure no, no, I guess it is kind of avant-garde. So basically, it was just a video recorder recording people saying he will not divide us. And it was in the, are you familiar with this? He will not divide us, Shia LaBeouf? No, any no. bills? Ah, I have something to share with you. Oh, this is so very exciting. Cool. Okay, so okay. Uh, after Trump got uh, elected, Shia LaBeouf oh. started this piece uh, that he dubbed uh, "He Will Not Divide Us," where it all began January twenty fifth, two thousand eleven. Wait, yeah, no, January twentieth, two thousand seventeen. I don't know where I got two thousand eleven from. Twenty seventeen, <laughs> where. In Queens, New York, in one of the museums there, I think it was in a museum, okay. uh, he was just recording, like, uh, he will not divide us, and people could come up in front of this live stream that was, like, projected onto the internet of his website, he will not divide us.com or some shit, and that was basically it. What? I, it was right here. Like, I had, like, a Wikipedia page up, and he will not divide us is right in the middle of it. I think that's keck at work. Okay, well, we're getting into that. Basically, what happened is all these, like, trolls saw that he did this thing, and I don't really like Shia LaBeouf. Uh, some of them were pro-Trump. Some of them just wanted to fuck with him. And they started doing all these things just to get on Shia LaBeouf's nerds. Like, they ate nerves. They would, like, uh, drink milk in front of it because somehow there's this weird connection between white supremacy and milk that they were trying to create, just, like, <laughs> trying to politicize everything. So you had all okay. these shirtless dudes just, like, chugging milk. You had, like, other people, like, saying things like, he is us, and, like, other Trump supporters, like, wearing Make America Great Again uh, hats and stuff like that. And so, ultimately, Shia LaBeouf lost his shit, and he got arrested for assault, for assaulting one of these individuals. Oh, and geez. then the museum was like, nope, we can't have this here, sorry, get lost basically Aww. like this isn't peaceful so Shia LaBeouf was sad but he was he was relentless he wasn't going to let these trolls ruin his fun so then he reopened the exhibit in Albuquerque New Mexico so you know thousands of miles away from the original location and it's basically the same thing there's a white wall it said he will not divide us and there's a video cam recorder um mm -hmm. that people could go and say that in front of it but basically, the same exact same thing happened. Other people started... No, no, not the exact same thing happened. A guy came with spray paint and spray painted over the camera. So <laughs> it didn't work anymore. And then... Gunshots. They were, they were Apparently, it was removed because of gunshots. Well, there was an individual that showed his gun on camera. Mm -hmm. Um... But so maybe that happened coinciding with it. Yep. But ultimately, the, when, the, when the screen got sort of painted over, I think Shia LaBeouf was just like, all right, I guess this is not a good spot either. So wow. he had a great idea. He's like, obviously, having it someplace where people have physical access to this recorder isn't going to work. These four channers are just going to find it and they're going to fuck it up. So yep. Shia LaBeouf had this ingenious idea that he was going to take the 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 camcorder he was going to have it look up at a flagpole of like this flag and no one knew where it was no one had any idea where it was but there's just this flag live streaming saying he will not divide us seems like a good idea right how could anyone possibly know where it is if it's just looking up in the sky with this flag right oh i know where it is well what happened is people were listening and watching the live stream and they could like hear frogs coming in through the sound like oh well this is this kind of frog 
So it must be in like this part of the United States, right? And then since it's pointed yeah. up at the sky at nighttime, you could see the stars. So they oh. started making out the stars to also try to figure out, triangulate where it was. And then from there, once they had a general idea of where it was in the United States, they would see planes flying over occasionally. And yeah. then by looking at flight patterns on the Contrast. internet, they were able to get a general idea and then it gets even more crazy is that once they had a general idea, they had a guy driving a pickup truck laying down on the horn, driving all around in the area they thought it might be until oh they heard the horn through the live stream. That's fantastic. And then they finally went onto the property, found the flag pole, took it down. put Greenville, up their, Tennessee. Yes, it was in Greenville, Tennessee. Put up yep. their own flag. And uh, then whispered into the live stream, fuck Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> March 10th, 2017. Early hours of the morn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, and they replaced the flag with the yep. Make America Great Again hat and a Pepe the Frog shirt. Yep. And then from there, it's not quite as interesting. He moved it to to Liverpool and it was on top of like this art museum. But then some like, what do you call people like jump over concrete and like parkour? Okay, there's like some parkour people that went up on top of the building except for the flag was zip tied so they couldn't take it off. But the museum removed it because they didn't want people running around on their building. And then they moved it inside this like house or something like that in England. Someone was able to figure out where it was by the way the sun went through the I don't even know. And then like shine like a blue light into the window. And once Shia LaBeouf realized people knew where it was, he moved it again. And now it's on top of this art museum in France where they attempted to destroy it with a drone. They had a drone with a burning piece of cloth fly up to it and try to burn the flag. But apparently Shia LaBeouf learned his lesson and made the flag out of like a burn proof cloth. (laughs) <laughs> so it was unable to burn it and it still stands there to this day and i think at this point the trolls just don't care anymore so they've Jeez. kind of uh given up i guess more or less but at the same time they like ruined shiloh buff's day like five times so i guess it's up to you the everyone else to decide who won but what i wanted to get at with the story is just the amount of combined effort that was required especially with the flagpole one like that one's the one that really speaks to me of like if you give people like enough people in a room with enough free time there's mm-hmm. like no limit to the chaos or destruction or whatever you want to call it they can cause well that works both ways though why are these people using their powers for evil like if if they were able to to dedicate the same amount of passion to solving world hunger real quick. You know, just like take 24 hours, please. They could probably nail it out. They'd probably be like, oh, you know, like uh, grain subsidies in the United States are too expensive and they're causing a flood in the market, which is decreasing the prices around the world. And, you know, it, like it's easy stuff that they could probably just, just knock it right out. But no, instead they got to spend all their time building flaming drones and laying on their horn around Greenville, Tennessee in order to replace it with a Pepe the Frog shirt. <laughs> well, you got to understand is that these individuals are motivated by laws, not good deeds. That's right. Laws is that is their uh, uh, that is their blessing. That is yeah, exactly. That's the only thing that uh, motivates them. Mm-hmm. That's right. And I, I even I lolled a couple of times, so I'm I'm technically adding uh, fuel to the fire. So I'm ashamed. So. 
just a backtrack here. So, like, a definition that I found that I thought was good of, like, what a troll is. So, it's internet slang, and a troll is someone who posts inflammatory, extraneous, or off-topic messages in an online community, such as an online discussion forum, chat room, or blog, with a primary, primary intent of provoking other user, users into a desired emotional response. And so, but I think here it's not limited to just the online because it's like leaked into the real world. It's like <laughs> real world trolling at its finest. Yeah, it's uh, and it and it gets pretty serious. I mean, this trolling uh, at, at a very superficial level is just kind of fun in games, but it yeah. eventually will progress to the point that bad things legitimately do happen. That's uh, true. Is this a good time to talk about the 2016 election? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, also, like a side note of sad thing, uh, you know, internet bullying is bad. I'm just going to throw that out there. And, you know, there's been many individuals since the advent of the internet that have committed suicide because of awful treatment they've received from people that have maybe seen themselves as trolls having a fun time. So I guess just a little suicide awareness outlet of bad stuff beyond that uh i mean we have been speaking about trolls the majority of the time or people who are just doing this for for the sake of lols but the ability to be anonymous and harass people online has had this this positive linear increase over the the course of the last you know 30 odd years uh and it's becoming more and more prevalent every day I, i actually started taking information on this particular topic by developing a list of people who have committed suicide as a result of cyberbullying. But I didn't, I didn't want to bring, I didn't want to bring it down that far because <laughs> I know that that's, it was one of those things that I had just started to read about. Like I, I got, I have five names here that actually begun a lot of the legislative movements to prevent cyberbullying, which I don't know how the hell you ever going to do that. If you can't, if you can't even prevent people from doing some of the most basic trolley shit out there, how are you going to prevent them from cyberbullying? Like whatever. I'm, I'm not necessarily going to go into it. Suffice it to say, there are a lot of people out there that have taken their lives or who have been the victim of cyberbullying because of how easy it is to just simply type a mean word in. Right. Um, you know, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to fix something like that. And I think that that's going to be one of the few things that we discuss on here that's never going to have a silver lining. Uh, but that's only because I think we're just now getting into the uh, into the meat of the well, problem. I think it's a lot easier to destroy than create, right? Like that's always the case. It's easier to burn down a building than to build one. So being a, a troll on the internet, it's a lot easier to say a few mean words than to be uplifting. Yep, absolutely. And, and we as we as young folks, you know, millennials, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> uh, we seem to be much more interested in the opinions of others. Mm-hmm. External sources or, you know, external stimuli are typically going to dictate how we feel about ourselves. Um, so if we can find a way to disconnect, uh, to prevent us from uh, trying to validate, validate our self-worth by external sources, we can overcome this. Uh, but until that occurs, there are still going to be people who are able to be trolled, who are able to be cyberbullied. I mean, the recognition that 
these words and these these phrases and this trolling are are just such these these superficial just words on a screen, then we're gonna we're gonna always have these problems, and to the point that people can actually do serious damage, uh, namely with chaos yes. magic. Uh, which chaos magic is some crazy so shit. So I'll give a brief explanation of what chaos magic is, Mm -hmm. which is a concept or ideal where basically you have a sigil, which is just a a physical representation of something that you impose your will on to try to make some physical manifestation in the real world. Whether or not I believe in chaos magic, I can't say for sure. I think there is... Some like ideas to where like if you believe something like str- if you believe something really strongly, you're more likely to make that thing happen. I think there's like a correlation to that. No, Jimmy, you don't have to believe in chaos magic. It just is, you know. I mean, <laughs> your personal opinion. Are you doesn't trolling matter. right now? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm I'm trying to invoke uh, our Lord God and Savior Keck via a uh, uh, chaos praise. Okay, so yeah, so just keep that in your head. Keep in uh, while I describe describe this crazy series of events here that happened prior to the 2016 election, and the idea of having a physical representation of something and enforcing your will onto it to try to bring about some physical manifestation in the real world. Okay, so this is going to be another another timeline. So please bear with me. So in 2005, there's uh, a Pepe the Frog became uh, a cartoon. Pepe. So if you've been on the internet, you probably know the Pepe the Frog uh, meme. Feels good, exactly. Man. Feels good, man. That's all he was supposed to do. It's just a frog that feels good, man. And then did you see the original comic that that appeared in? No. That uh, so just to suffice to say, there was a, the guy that invented the comic strip that had Pepe yeah. the Frog in it. Uh, in in one strip showed him peeing at a urinal with his pants all the way down. And I'm sure that everybody, well, all, all of our male listeners out there <laughs> have experienced at some point in another in our, our young oh, yeah. lives, uh, one of our fellow compatriots peeing with their pants oh, all yeah. the way down. And uh, of course, you know, it's hilarious because why pull your pants all the way down? So when one of the characters comes up to Pepe and is like, why are you doing that? He's like, it feels good, man. <laughs> I did not know that, but that's I'm glad you shared it with me. That's where it came from. That's so good. Yeah. I had no idea. That's <laughs> beautiful. So fast forward to 2010. So around 2010, Poppy the Frog memes started becoming very popular in the 4chan group poll, which I said earlier stands for politically incorrect. So this is basically a part of the yep. internet where if you want to see a lot of like anti-Semitic like rhetoric and like pro-Nazi stuff and use of the N-word a lot. You have a lot of people here just sharing this kind of stuff, and it's really hard for the sake, for the sake of it. Yeah, you know, They're hateful for the sake of being hateful, which is perfectly in line with what trolling exactly. is. They, they so. just want a place where they can say these awful things. Whether or not these people actually believe it, for the most part, probably yep. not. Uh, there may be a few that are yep. actually like, yeah, all about it, but I think they're, you know, like Tim said, just mostly just doing it for lulls. I guess I don't, yep. I don't know. So they sure. adopted this uh, this frog as one of their their mascots to represent their their memes and stuff like that. And then in 2015, th- there's this individual or 2014 uh, uh, that came onto the world stage who was a very politically incorrect individual. And this very politically incorrect individual was Donald Trump. So this community uh-huh. doesn't necessarily really normally care that much about politics in general, but within the individual Donald Trump, they had someone that represented 
like they're they're trolley inside in like the most physical form and manifestation like never before has such a troll of a human being ever ran for president mm-hmm. because Donald Trump is a troll in and of himself because one of the most important parts of trolling is that you truly believe what you're saying no matter how outrageous or at the very least trying to convince your victim exactly that you are. yeah I don't think Trump actually believes half the stuff he says, but he says it with so much conviction that he's he yep. yeah he was able to do a lot of uh, crazy things. So then this thing started happening where they you know they liked Pepe the Frog. Pepe the Frog was cool. Trump was cool. So they started doing these collaborative memes where they started combining them together, yep. and that became very popular on this platform. And then there's this really abstract concept that I'm going to try to explain here now. Uh, so. Once again, mm-hmm. please bear with me. So in 4chan, <laughs> you get a eight-digit uh, random serial number whenever you make a post. And it's basically <laughs> your your positioning within the image board. And basically, since there's so many posts happening on 4chan all the time, the last four numbers of your your post are random not, randomized. So people will yep. try to get uh, – I'm going to use quotes here – gets – And a get is whenever you have like a double, a triple, or a quadruple of the last, you know, so many numbers being the same number. Like double fours would be a double, you know, triple sevens would be a triple. And three of a kind beats most hands. For whatever reason, within the community of 4chan, these were exciting and cool things. And people started noticing (laughs) this correlation of people in these pro Trump threads obtaining more gets than in other threads right and then with Mm -hmm. that people would say keck a lot which is a positive thing but what does keck mean you may ask tim what i actually know what keck means but lay it on keck keck is fantastic keck is technically lol yes right but unless you've played world of warcraft you wouldn't necessarily know the origins of keck in particular you see if you are part of one of the two main opposing uh, groups, which would be the Alliance and the Horde, these two groups, uh, which are eternally at odds with one another, cannot communicate. So there is a translatory communicative, communicative uh, text feature in which whenever someone texts LOL from the Orcish side or the, the Horde side uh, of, of this dichotomy, it will be translated as LOL, right? Or LOL is Keck. It makes sense. Yeah. So, Orcish Keck, LOL. So, so, so now, okay. So now we're going to make some loose correlations here. So just, you got to keep all these concepts in mind. You have a frog. You have Trump. You have these gets, which are a sign of good luck to this community, and you have lots of Keck. Well, this uh, one user uh, makes this post about this Egyptian god who has a frog's head. And do you want yep. to know what the name of that frog god was? This, there, oh my god, what is it, It's Jimmy? Keck. Oh, shit. That, that is the weirdest coincidence. Oh, gosh. So, so you, now you have these people that have basically deified this concept of the Trump, uh, Pepe the Frog meme, and see Trump as, yep. like, their Keck god, and... It's been blessed by a chaos yeah, god. It, yes, exactly. So, yes, the, the frog god is a chaos god, and these individuals start uh, referring to themselves as the kingdom of Kekistan and Kekistanians. 
And there, there, there's this also a, a statue that was being sold on Amazon of a frog that it, it had hieroglyphics on the bottom of it. And they said it was a Keck statue and the hieroglyphics looks like an individual on a computer. And for these individuals that uh, believe Trump was supposed to become the president, believe that this was like a ordained sign that he was going to become president. And there was some na uh, negative national media from the Hillary campaign trying to, you know, say that uh, that Pepe the Frog and Trump and all that stuff like that was, I don't know, uh, racist and whatever and different things, which only emboldened the true Kekistanians on 4chan to spread their meme far and wide and the ne negative uh, media attention from the Hiller campaign only spread the meme even further to true national public consciousness and yep. ultimately as we know how the story plays out Trump won the election and no one actually thought he was going to like even within the 4chan yep. community you can see posts where people are like holy shit this worked how did this yeah, happen? Because chaos magic and because Trump is the deified version of the concept of primordial darkness. So just to suffice it to yeah. say, yeah, he's a he's a chaos god. And, and if it wasn't blatantly clear, so within our analogy here of chaos magic, the Pepe the Frog meme is the sigil that all of the combined efforts of all these different four chatters were imposing their will of trying to get Trump elected through the spread of this meme or sigil, if you will. They're, I don't think they're even trying to impose their will. I think it's just like Kex will be done. You know, they're trying to, through all these monkeys on typewriters, trying to just bop, 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 Shakespeare, Trump's elected. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's random happenstance. Over a long enough time period and with enough success or with enough failures, you'll eventually get success. Well, it is, it's just <sighs> insane just because like all the pieces that had to like fall in line for this moment, right? You just have like – because basically the, the 4chan trolls have been sharpening their blades for the past uh -huh. like, you know, 12 years or 10, 11 years up until this point just like – reconfigurating their best meme warfare and so <laughs> like they have someone they actually care about running for office and then they were just able to like use their powers for evil <laughs> you know the best way they possibly can it's just absolutely insane mm -hmm. um yeah and like uh are you familiar with the name of i mean not the name the concept of uh uh, Sinochromisticism? Uh, no, what is okay, that? So, uh, Sinochromisticism is basically the drawing of connections in modern culture and finding connections that could be coming from the collective oh. unconscious mind and finding connections between occult knowledge and politics and mass media. So essentially... So like synchronicity. It's like, yeah, I, it, I, yeah, it's like synchronicity, but with the occult. Okay. Yeah. Like. Okay. So yeah. If you you can just draw these conclusions over the course of history, be like, oh yeah, it's all lining up. Like this is how it's supposed to look. Exactly. So the the synchronicity here would be the connection between the Keck Trump connection and then the Keck uh, Egyptian god yes. of what well, was like five thousand years ago or whatever. Makes sense to me. Yeah. It's. <laughs> I don't. I don't even know. Like I, I've, I've read so. I've put so much garbage to my brain. Like reading trolls, like definitions for like different concepts and ideas, try to make sense of it all. That I feel like 
my brain is just a little permafried at this point. Mm. Yeah, this is uh, one of those subjects that, for better or for worse, I, I don't even think that you can say that it's going to make you more or less intelligent. You just kind of flip a coin and hope that it ends up in your favor mm-hmm. or hope that it ends up at least in a more chaotic position than it originally was because just, I guess, playing Yahtzee is the best kind of life. I yeah, I yeah, I feel like we're far enough away from the election that I'm more just like fascinated about like these underpinning things that I didn't know about previously because all of my sadness associated with it. Like I got to a point where I just couldn't be sad anymore and I stopped because I realized it wasn't yep. healthy and there was no point to it. It wasn't accomplishing anything. And so yeah. while I find a lot of the habits of these different communities on 4chan like awful it's almost like a sick sick fascination i started having while reading about it it's kind of like people who are obsessed with serial killers like no one thinks anyone should go and kill other people yet people are still fascinated by serial killers and want to learn more about them and why they behave the way they do Mm -hmm. yeah it's i mean it is very interesting a topic uh just because it's it's taboo at least yeah like it's it's one of those things that you don't really talk about at the lunch table uh, or in mixed company in general because you don't want to offend anybody. You don't want anybody thinking you're a weirdo. Yeah. So uh, you save it for your 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 podcast. Right. <laughs> True. Well, I, I think it's about time that we try to find the silver lining here. Yeah, Jimmy. you're probably right. I could I could keep talking until this isn't fun anymore. <laughs> it's oh, it, it, it's going to be fun forever, and it's going to keep on happening, guys. You you, you just watch silver. Lining here. So obviously, uh, trolls do a lot of awful things, preventing progress on the internet. Like basically, the only way to subvert a troll is to basically not be had by them. Don't acknowledge them. Just ignore them. Yes. Getting offended is all they really want you to do. Pretty much to be tricked. What's that? Yeah, they they want they want to trick you. Exactly. They want to have dominion over your mind by convincing you of something that is incorrect. Exactly. So. Don't be. <laughs> so don't be. So there's that. There's our advice for how to deal with trolls. Uh, the positive here, I, I feel like with the whole Shia LaBeouf thing, like it just shows like if you the things we can accomplish, if we like put our <laughs> minds to something like I'm just like so in awe because there's no way in a million years if I saw like a fucking video of a stupid flag in the sky that I would ever have the one the will or desire but two like even if i was like promised a million dollars have the capacity to figure out where the hell that flag was i just couldn't do it no matter how hard i tried i just know it wouldn't be a possibility for me yeah there are a lot of hyper intelligent people out there and we can only hope that over a long enough time span that one of those intelligent people are going to give us something good you know they're going to have an invention uh, you know a light bulb's going to pop up or some some kind of amazing life-changing energy uh, problem fixing thing is going to come out of that rather than them just analyzing contrails (laughs) so that they can find a fucking flag and replace it with a pepe shirt isn't there like a uh a like quote from the bible or something like that where it's like idle hands like are the devil's workshop or i don't know i can't think of it. yeah that's pretty much it but, uh-huh well, i think like the issue is here so like trolls by the most part are intelligent individuals and so i think it's just these intelligent individuals that don't have anything better to do like society hasn't given them a better task at hand of which to fill their time with. So instead of doing something thought provoking and meaningful, they just end up 
using their intelligence and free time to fuck with people because they haven't found anything mm-hmm. better to do. Like whether, I mean, I guess whether or not it's all the individual's fault is up for debate that they could, you know, try to find their own way. But I mean, I think there is maybe something to be said of just like too much free time, too much intelligence, not anything meaningful to do. Yeah. No, no challenges. <laughs> Uh, if you have too much free time on your hands, eventually you're going to delve into something that you is, is not necessary to your survival. Not, not to say that that's a bad thing. I mean like, hey, free time grants individual human beings a lot of potential to do good things. But unless there's incentive to do so, you know, why would you? And when all of these these great outlets are available to allow you to be anonymous and you know, do say, speak, uh, create your own reality at will. Why wouldn't you you take that? It's it's so much more so much more tasty, so much more uh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Trying to fix the you know the problems that have been around forever, and in all likelihood, you know, maybe you won't have much effect on. But I don't know. It's all a matter of perception, right? Yeah. Uh. So yeah, stop trying to. Um, Stop trying to validate your own self-worth by external uh, sources and trolls will go away. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, so um, that's that's all I got. Yeah, no, I think that's good. I think we covered a lot of stuff here. Let's see. If you are on the internet, you can like and subscribe us on Facebook. Yep. Uh, always, always appreciate that, and you'll know when all of our episodes release. If you mm-hmm. have an iPhone, you can listen to us on iTunes, and you can download our shit there, so you don't ruin your tasty data. And you can yep. also do that on on Stitcher. And as Tim said earlier in the episode, if you have anything to get, uh, let us know, any feedback or anything, and we fucked up, got wrong. Please, mm-hmm. please, please let us know because we really want to do a listener response episode where we get back to everyone that's responded to us at this point and uh, respond to each and every one of you. And also be sure to let us know what makes you sad and we'll use that as inspiration for yep. making future episodes. Yep, please, please, please. I second all of those. It's excellent. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, everybody. This has been a fun episode. It might have gone a, a little bit long, but we appreciate you joining in for us are joining in and listening to us this long. So, uh, everybody, keep your head up, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, keep your head up and sit your ass down. Catch you next time. <laughs>